0: Welcome back, Double Portion Nation. This is our second episode with Evangelist Greg Godwin. We had a smaller section of time to record with him, and so because of that, we didn't record intros and outros as normal. So this is the intro to the second episode on submission. And before we jump into this, if you have questions at the end of this, comments, concerns, you want to reach out to us, you can do that in the normal avenues. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Second Kings chapter 2 and verse number 9 reads like this. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Welcome, to double portion podcast circumstances in my life mm. Can't be to the one let's talk about this because there are young men that are evangelists uh-huh now, this this podcast is for anybody, but yeah. if there are young men that are evangelists, I've often told my sons, and my sons in the gospel, uh, it, it, for some reason in Pentecost, it seems like that they don't feel like that they're anointed and they're doing the work of evangelists, unless they're screaming and spitting. <laughs> and that may be part of it. The word preach is the Greek word "predikar," which means to yell. Mm-hmm. But back in those days, the reason why they yelled is because they didn't have a PA system. I, I don't have a problem. I yell and I preach. Yeah. However, to me, real evangelism is preaching someone into a decision. Yes. That is some of the most difficult preaching that I have ever done. Yes. It takes sensitivity to the Holy ghost. One you mentioned verbal beings, uh, works on prayer, mm-hmm. uh, Works of the Holy Ghost. Works yeah. of the Holy uh-huh. Ghost. Both of them. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, <clears throat> he mentions in a chapter the various ways of harvesting. He talks about on the coming in the and the anise, the gentle way that you put the napkin under, mm-hmm. and he quotes out of Isaiah, and you you gently tap that plant for mm-hmm. those the seed to fall to fall. Yes. However, when it comes to corn, it's the oxen that treadeth out the corn and the various sensitivities to the Holy Spirit of God. With some people, you're so gentle. Uh-huh. With other people, you preach till the terror of the yes. Lord comes on them. Yes. You know, and, and having the sensitivity to the Holy Ghost to mm-hmm. know the difference. Yeah. I think teaching Bible studies, this is why I just make a huge deal. If you consider yourself an evangelist or whatever, if that's the call of God in your life, in your local church, you should be teaching Bible studies because okay. that is where I really learned how to take dominion That's correct. in the
1: Holy Ghost. That's correct. You, if you, I mean, my opinion, the way I was called and all that, and I'll say for me, my understanding of evangelism, if you can't do that at a local level, you're a young preacher, you're a young I preacher in you. waiting, and you feel like you're an evangelist, I think one of the signs is are you teaching Bible studies and are you winning people? A lot of people teach Bible studies and they have no, no productivity. Well, there's such a thing as a bad season, but to just go through it and never pray anybody through, now something's wrong. You're over teaching, teaching too deep, whatever. But if if a young person can teach Bible study and win people, that's first of all, I think everybody should be able to do that to some degree. But if you're going to be an evangelist, you definitely need that's, to be able to teach yeah, and reach good. for sinners it's
0: real good
1: you know um if you know whenever you're talking about the preaching gets tough as an evangelist. i think when that happens it's for me whenever i end up getting dug in and i'm preaching hard to sinners i find out they're backsliders and you're having to preach through their pain of or their mistake or whatever they did or somebody heard them in church or uh we had the uh, your aunt was it that prayed through here well she wasn't here I mean she was at church in Kansas but she prayed through
0: yes a few weeks ago
1: yeah a few weeks ago she'd been back so 41 years 42 years 42 years because of That's my so- cousin yeah. because of somebody that had fallen in sin morally and it disappointed her and she spun out <laughs> and she's sitting at the mirror in her house getting ready to put her makeup on and just stops. And correct me if I'm wrong, but just says, basically, God...
0: Yeah, yeah I need your peace. I need you to come yeah. and visit me.
1: And she's sitting there, and in a few minutes, lifts her hands, and bam, God refills her. And then her husband, a week or so later, came to church, got baptized. We've seen a little video clip of that. Yeah. I, did he get the Holy Ghost? I'm, I'm, I don't Haven't know. Heard yet. I believe in God. He did. Yeah, and he was 70, Eight. 78 years old. Now... Bottom line is, what'd she do for years? It don't matter. What got her the best, what got her the backslap? Well, you know, we need to know so we can keep from doing it. But she don't have to bring that up to us. Bottom line is, you're back. Right. You know,
0: and so that's a culture in a church. You know, you don't want to go rehash somebody's mess. I tell the people in this church, it's a dangerous thing to drag... Things out from under the blood that God is covered with the blood. Yes. Oh, Jesus. It's a very, you make God angry when you (sighs) drag out stuff that he's covered with his blood.
1: Yes. And you know, uh, we've been preaching. We've said it here in this revival. There are people, there are backsliders going to pray through that a lot of people in church have wrote off in their mind. They'll never be back. But that your aunt or cousin is a prime example. Not that you had written it off, but she was gone 41 years. Yeah. And prayed back through, sitting in her bedroom, getting ready to go out for the day. Yeah. And God just, wow! And that easy, right there. And I believe there's a great harvest of
0: backsliders that are I coming. Believe that. I believe that. Yes, sir. So, uh, we, you know, there's so many different ways we could go with mm-hmm. this. But let's talk about, part of that effectiveness is the culture of the church has to... It, a church to have revival has to be a healthy church. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean everything is perfect. No, there's always going to be problems. And the Bible says where there are no oxen, the stall is clean. Yes. So anytime you have people in a church, you have to deal with, with the mess, with the mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, even when, 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 there are babies that are born, there's a lot of issues, a, a lot of, of mess, issues. Yep. you know? And so, uh, talk to us a little bit about, we, we have talked about the the attitude of revival, the ab- attitude of outreach, the attitude of, of uh, inviting everybody, mm-hmm. regardless of their social status or lack of social status, regardless of their education yes. or lack of education, yes. regardless of what color they are, yeah. what nation they're from.
1: The, prophet, the prophecy is he's going to pour his spirit out upon all, all flesh. flesh. Now, whether they all get it, is up to them, but everybody is going to have a chance. That's right. And so we have to be witnessing or effective or talking to, like you, going out to eat with you. We go out yesterday morning before church, early in the morning, went to the uh, uh, golf shop over there and walked in. First people in there, and the lady knows you and gets some good eggs and bacon, and I'm telling you, he knows him and the cook, and they just had a great conversation. Another couple walked in. They'd been to church a few weeks earlier, and that's what we have to do. They have to know when we walk in, you know, that's a church person, and they're good people. Yeah. They're kind. You know, they tip me good. You know, can I get on a candy cane? Yeah, get on I mean— Don't don't say you come to our church if you don't tip a waiter or a waitress. That's correct. That
0: kind of stuff. I mean, I know
1: pastors tell if you can't do fifteen percent, don't even don't even don't leave nothing to church. But you need to tip something, exactly. You know, and it's very obvious that brother Elder there and two or three other restaurants we've been to a lot. Everybody knows him, and everybody likes him. You know. Well, number one, they're kind people, good people and i've not seen what he does but i know he pays tips to people and so you can tell i used to wait tables when i was in bible college and i could i knew when the customers came in who were who was boom shakalaka <laughs> i mean they were the boom shakalaka and they got uh, it was a very high end it was like a ruth chris before there was one it was very high end
0: well and you're talking about those other attitudes yes. of a
1: healthy church yes.
0: right now that's right and this is a big deal uh, I a don't care deal. how much you talk in tongues. People don't care how much you know. No. till they know how much you care. And that is absolutely
1: the truth. Is if they know you're kind. I mean, you know, it's like I went up to Fort Wayne. And uh, Brother Mangan had me go up there and sit for six months after all the trouble that I had. And so I went up there. And the first got there on Saturday night. Got up Sunday morning. Went to church. Sitting in the little office. knocking at the door. Opened it up. And there's a lady from the church. Hey, Brother Godwin. How are you? And. There was a friend, that lady with her. It was very obvious she was a guest. And without even thinking, I said, how are you, ma'am? And she fine. And she introduced me to her. And without even a second thought, it just came out of me. I said, hey, would you like to have a Bible study? And when it was coming out of my mouth, I was saying, Greg, what are you doing? Because I was just mentally, emotionally drained. I was a dead man walking in shoes. And I couldn't believe it was coming out. And she said, what's that? So she agreed to the Bible study. The next Sunday, we sat down there in the office with her and the lady from the church. And we're sitting. I got the Bible study chart up there, you know, in my father's house. It's sitting up there. I'm getting ready to teach. And I start on the days of creation. And I'm looking at her. And I'm, I'm three minutes into it. And I'm saying, this woman ain't got a clue what I'm talking about. Creation. What? He, she's never even considered how the world got here. Nothing." And And I just stopped. And lean back and start asking her questions. Tell her to tell me about herself so we know each And the next week, I didn't have a chart or nothing. I had a coffee, cinnamon roll out there, some coffee and orange juice and stuff and we drank. And I began to talk to her about Jesus. I mean, I, there wasn't no chart I could have, but I had to simplify. Absolutely simplify it for her. And in three weeks, she got the Holy Ghost back in
0: worship service, got baptized. Literally, we deal with people on a daily basis here in Pueblo. And this could be different to those that were reaching down. In the Bible Belt, yeah. et cetera. But here, they don't even know who Adam and Eve were. They don't? They don't have a clue. And so, you know, Jesus said this, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one to another. And this, this is another, and I'm actually doing this on purpose because these are, I, I preach a message to young ministers and to those that are building churches and I and I call it the the environment of revival. Mm-hmm. And in, in an environment there are various ecosystems in that environ, environment environment. Mm-hmm. And those ecosystems can be various you can have ecosystems of life, you can have ecosystems of death. The Dead Sea is an ecosystem of death. There is not one living organism in the Dead Sea. No, and the reason is because it has a lot of inlets that come in. The Jordan River is actually yes. one of the main inlets yes. into the Dead Sea, but it has no outlets. Mm. And they tell us that at the bottom of the Dead Sea is Sodom and Gomorrah, which is a type of if you have a life where everything's just coming into you, and there oh. is no outlet oh. you, love goes out of itself true love does not just come into itself it goes out of itself it has yes. to have the flow inward and it has to have the flow outward yes sir and i could spend a whole time on this mm-hmm. but these are important ecosystems within a church mm-hmm. the ph balance of that church has to be right the ph balance is is the balance of life in a body and when the mm-hmm. ph balance goes off the body will not live. That's right. And so th- there are various things we could talk about that we need to talk about. I think that evangelists deal a lot with that. Uh, there are various uh, evangelists that uh, God will have come in and deal and adjust the particular ecosystems of that environment, yes. That, yes. that body of Christ yes, to deal with uh, that balance. So, you know, talking about how much you care for people. How do you tip people? How do you talk to people? Uh, that's that's the very simple, that's the very uh, first
1: things. But it's foundational. Badges. It's foundational. And it's long, before you can get them into come to prayer meeting, or before you can get them to come sit in a new commerce class, before they want to know. Number one, we're weird yeah. because we don't smoke, don't drink, don't cuss, don't run around, you know, don't act crazy. We're kind and we're like, okay what do you Not so they got it on their wife yeah or their husband yeah i mean we're just we're new creatures we are brand new creation in this world and we're weird because everybody else is dead right they ain't got a clue and so the first thing when they see us they're like well now wait a second now you know, if you go play golf with them, or you take them hunting, and they see you out there, and you're not cussing, you're not drinking, you don't drink no booze, you're just having a good time, you're laughing, you hitting your shots, you hit a bad shot, he's oh man, but you don't cuss. I we, mean, we were pheasant hunting
0: last week with a young man from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. He is a professional man. There, I'm gonna be careful here because he yep. may listen to this podcast. Uh-huh. He's a wonderful family man. Does not, he is not saved, and he kept over and over, he kept telling us. It is so refreshing to go hunt with a bunch of guys that don't cuss and get drunk and talk about cheating on their wife.
1: Have you ever wondered what's at the root of homelessness?
0: I used to try to describe it to my husband that um, I said, I feel like I'm in this big spider web and I'm stuck in there.
1: And how wraparound approaches at missions aim to make a difference?
0: It's the things like that, the people who communicated that in spite of my rough edges, that they authentically cared about me.
1: On the Restorers podcast, we'll talk to experts, investigate current issues, share stories, and give you an inside look at how we at Water Street Mission tackle issues related to homelessness and poverty every single day. Join us by searching Restorers wherever you find your podcasts. And that, I can tell you, is a massive hurdle yeah. for people, for sinners, number one, but especially for people that have never been to church of any kind. I mean, they just say, man, you guys are weird. But as they get, you go hunting with you, fishing with you, golfing with you, shopping with you, washing cars with you. You meet them at the car wash and you just like the guy today. He was as nice as a day would I stood out there and talked to you for 30, 45 minutes. I mean, I just thought, and I didn't say anything to you, but I just thought that 45 minutes could be a difference maker in that man's life. I don't no. think he's ever been to church here, none of them. No. But we don't know when those kind of things happen. Make all the difference in the world. And, you know, we wonder why people don't come. Well, probably don't come because you didn't tip we good. Didn't invite, invite them. You didn't invite them. You didn't tip good or you were mean at the dinner. Yeah. You know, I've been with preachers. And they'll send their food back three or four times. I'm like, what in the name of peanut butter and jelly are you doing? I mean, what? I mean, it's just me. And I'm just getting sure. comfortable here on this deal. So but I'm like, are you serious? Time. And then you're getting mad about this food. It's nothing. Yeah. It's 10, 12, 15 bucks. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Why get mad? Yeah. I've yeah. seen people go off and just think, Lord. They
0: forget their purpose.
1: That's right. And then I think, okay, now I know what's going on in this revival. And, of course, you can't go preaching to the pastor or nothing. So you just pray and you know, just try to pray somebody through. But, I mean, it's craziness. you know. And I've seen saints do that. You just can't do it. You know. So, I mean, it's those kind of things that are the out outweighs a way long ways from the altar. But getting people in a church and you have to have that culture in a church where you number one know you're apostolic, you're one God, your Jesus name, Holy Ghost filled, tithe paying, offering giving, holiness separating, child of God. But you got to be nice. You got to connect with people. Yes, you can't sir. walk around and act like everybody's got cooties. You can't you can't walk around in a store and
0: I've seen them. Yeah, are they are act like you're better than they are? Or better than they are? You can't do and it. All of that stuff. You know, we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, not by works of righteousness which we have done. Right. Lest any man, but according, how's that scripture? Not by works of white righteousness which we have done. Lest any man should boast. Lest any man should boast, but according. To His mercy, I don't know. I'm quoting two different scriptures here. I need a donut right now. <laughs> but anyway, that's exactly. It's not by our works of no. righteousness. you know, and our message, by the washing of regeneration yes. and the renewing Newing. of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Without the Holy Ghost, we're not doing anything.
1: No. And so, just first thing, just being kind when you're, you know, out in the world working all that. You know, you got tensions at work, but you got to remember. You're on outreach, whether you're outreaching or not. They're watching. Right. How do you respond at work when it's tough and all that, all those kind of things. And it might be years before they say, you know what? I used to work with a man just like you. Tell me about what you got. And that might be the first time he asked.
0: And I make it clear because you're young people and you you will fail. Sure. You you won't do this perfectly. Sure. To me, one of the biggest keys is people need to see you repent. Mm Mm-hmm. You need to see you repent, and people need to see you repent. Mm-hmm. I've made mistakes, and, I, and I've had to go to tell people. Sure. You know what? I was wrong. That's right, man. I was having a bad day, and I just I copped a bad attitude on you. Can you forgive me? Correct. Will you just? Because nobody's gonna do this perfectly. Nope. But but learn how to. You know I can't find anywhere in the Bible where God humbles us. He does say humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. and yes. There's too much hubris and too much pride in Pentecost today.
1: Yes, sir. And, you know, the soul winning thing, it's just, and that's correct. You know, when you make a mistake, you have a bad attitude, just ask them for forgive. Because they don't ever have anybody ask them to forgive them either.
0: No. So
1: when you ask them, hey, you know what, I was wrong that day. I had—I was a little short with you, could you forgive me? I've done that, and people tear up. What? I don't even remember. Well, you remember when I was saying, oh, yeah, well, I didn't sense that. But you knew you were. And I've had them tear up. And that's a step, you know. So that's the key. And then all the steps going, praying somebody through is obviously in church and worship and all the importance of those things, you know.
0: So many of these we could even deal ad ad nauseum with, even other ones, because a lot of this is a lot of this comes in spiritual formation. And when you made the statement about that encounter that you had at Brother Morgan's mm-hmm. that one night, I personally feel like that is a huge part of our spiritual formation, those deep yes. encounters with God. Yes. And if, if I'm dealing with a young man or a young lady, you've prayed in the Holy Ghost and you've, you've worshipped and you've done. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this without reservation. God wants to take you places in the spirit that are yes. scary. Yes. You will go so deep in the Holy Ghost that you will plead with God. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I don't want to come out of this. And and that that part of the formation in your life is so important to you becoming the person that God mm-hmm. has called you to become. And it's so important to the empowering Of the Holy Ghost in your life. It is forming you. It Mm -hmm. is bringing an orbit to your life that has a gravitas to it that is so powerful. Yes. It attracts people. Yes. And I don't know how to describe that, but I will tell you this. If you'll pray, you'll get it. Yes, sir. If you will pray till those deep encounters come, you will get what I'm talking about. Yes,
1: I had another one at Brother Wilson's years ago. I don't even know if he called this conference that what he calls it now but uh he was having it in his old church and was a day session who's that brother wilson
0: oh yeah no Sacramento. limits
1: no limits i don't yeah. know if it was yeah, always still no limits. okay i know it is now i didn't know if it was that back in the day but and it may have been well, a church may service. have been his spiritual uh leadership summit. yes that, was probably i think that's what it was summit. i think yeah. that's what there it was, was some powerful moves i spirit. mean all i remember i was on the left-hand side of the auditorium and near the altar service and when I got done praying, there wasn't but just a few of us in there, Brother Wilson, Brother Morgan, and Brother Shoemake, and a few others like that, and everybody was weeping and crying. And all I knew was I had had one more encounter, and I knew I was different. Yeah. And I can go back through my ministry and, and know there are those times, camp meetings, it's happened. Yeah. I was preaching Oklahoma camp meeting, the last camp meeting I did years ago in 2012, <clears throat> and I was a weak man. But I remember preaching, and that next day, uh, Brother Treese, I believe it was, I think it was him teaching, and he went so deep, and it was exactly what I needed. And all I remember was, I came to, I was at the altar. I don't even remember going. And there I was, the nighttime of angels, but I was in that altar. Yeah. And Brother Whalen was praying with me, and some other preachers praying with me. Deep encounters, and you have to get to the place where you don't care what anybody sees or says. Oh, that's so important. You just you know what? You want another touch of God and He's moving on you. You just gotta go in there and get it. It don't matter who says anything or what they say about you. If they say anything,
0: I don't know that they do, but And those encounters will happen. They could happen on a Wednesday night Bible study where, you, where everybody else is sitting there dead in a mackerel. Correct. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden the Holy Ghost hits hit you. I remember one time I was in my bedroom. I was just a teenager. I was in my bedroom laying on my bed and I tried to pray every night. and It was kind of hectic in the mm-hmm. house we lived in. So I would turn my stereo way up so nobody could hear me pray. Mm-hmm. And I remember James Cleveland was singing, and I mean the Holy Ghost hit me. And I went so deep. Yep. I don't remember when that record shut off. It tells how old yep. I am. Yeah. It was a 33. Yep. Record. Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: six or seven songs on there. Oh yeah.
0: And <laughs> I don't know when that went off. I don't remember anything. But but those encounters are so important. I encourage young men, mm-hmm. young ladies, if you've never had those kind of encounters, pray. Yes. ask God because that's part of the formation of, of what's going on. Absolutely. Another part of that brother Godwin that God has given you revelation on and we'll just keep going you can split these whenever uh, your over and under series I think is so vital to revival because a lot of times we want people to pray through but they have to have that environment mm-hmm. uh, that is so healthy for them.